Good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome to America's Heroes Group on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military population. An America's Heroes Group Roundtable of Partner Veteran Healthcare Policy Institute, VHPI. Today is Saturday, February 19, 2022, in case you didn't look at your calendar this morning. And February is Black History and American Heart Month. So make sure you take care of that heart. It doesn't stop. If it stops beating, so do you. So make sure you take care of that one heart you have. And our host is Cliff Covey, of course, and I am his co-host, Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. Our digital media producer is the iconic Ivan Ortega from Scouts Honor Productions. And today we have a uh, two people on the phone that I have a really high regard for. Suzanne Gordon is the VHI, uh, PH, uh, VHPI Senior Policy Analyst. And her work expands over decades, reporting on healthcare programs, workers' issues, policy, and she has authored or edited 21 books. Suzanne has written two books in particular, The Battle for Veterans Healthcare and The Wounds of War. Make sure you uh, take a look at those books. They are fantastic. And with her, we have Jasper Craven, the VHPI Interim Executive Director. Our today's discussion is going to center around the disparities of black veterans' care in VA and health care in general. Hello, hello, Suzanne and Jasper. Hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. So who wants to start off? Let's talk about this uh, issue. Uh, this is something that we uh, have been uh, talked about a little bit in the past, but I know you're going to have a little bit of a focus on it today. But this disparities of uh, black veterans' uh, care in the VA system and healthcare in general, well, what do you have? What's your perspective on it? Jeff, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, I can give some of the history, and then Suzanne can follow up with some of the more recent uh, encouraging data here. But um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, as we all know, uh, the uh, you know sort of founding pledge to America's veterans was made uh, at the tail end of the Civil War by. President Abraham Lincoln, he, he pledged to care for, uh, you know, those who bore the battle and, and their families and, and their children. And, um, you know, out of that promise stemmed really one of the first uh, social safety net programs and truly revolutionary at the time, uh, black Civil War vets who had been critical, especially at the end of the war in, in beating the Confederacy, they were brought in on these pension uh, benefits. They also gained access to health care. Um, so, you know, in some ways, uh, what was then the Veterans Bureau, sort of the precursor to the VA, was leading the charge progressively to, to offer um, equitable care and support to uh, black service members. However, uh, in practice, over, uh, you know, the last 250 years, uh, there have been serious issues in the deliverance of those benefits. Uh, there was an interesting uh, investigation uh, shortly after uh, World War II, actually, by Ebony Magazine that showed 
um, that, you know, black veterans in Mississippi were being frozen out of home loans, for instance. I think it was only around five or ten home loans out of a few thousand in Mississippi were given to black vets. And, you know, some of those disparities have uh, shown up more recently. Uh, Certainly it's been a lot harder for black Vietnam vets to be... um, to be given PTSD uh, benefits. Uh, there, and, and, you know, um, there have been issues around uh, the GI Bill and, and, and other signature VA programs. Now, um, a lot of these issues sort of flared up during the Trump administration. There was also some pretty shocking examples of just all-out racism at the VA that, that, that the Trump administration permitted. There was a survey by the American Federation of Government Employees, which represents VA workers, uh, in 2019, 76% of those respondents said that they'd witnessed or uh, been, you know, party to a racist uh, event. Uh, and, and so uh, the Biden administration made a lot of promises to change these issues. There's also an ongoing government accountability office study to, to try to uh, diagnose the problem better and fix it. Um, but, you know, I mean, there's also been some encouraging uh data recently and also, you know, in previous generations when it comes to caring for black vets. Oh, interesting. Very, you know, that's, that's, you know, that really sets a nice uh, playing field. And I, I was thinking about when you were talking about that, the uh, benefits to veterans for PTSD from the Vietnam era. And it, it started sparking some memories about, you know, just in general health care. When we start looking at uh, uh, black maternal death rates in the country, uh, so it, it appears that some of these um, implicit biases may be transferring over to our veteran population um, in in a way of health care. Because for African American women, when they go in in childbirth, they have a higher, um, you know, rate, uh, th- almost three times as high of, of you know demise of the child, you know, uh, and and the mother during childbirth, and. It, it, it's it's really related to how they're being perceived, whether they're being taken seriously about the, their levels of pain. Uh, what, and it's been shown that uh, there's a it's kind of an implicit bias that people of African American descent are stronger and they can take more pain, <laughs> you know. And so you don't really need to give them the pain medication. So multiple studies out there, and I and I think that that actually does uh, enter into the realm of how veterans are being treated. Uh, part of the VA, but it's more, it's a it's a really a systemic medical system problem, but it should not be occurring with our veterans, right? It shouldn't be occurring with anyone, and right, right, you know, right, I mean, right. um, I think the fact that, I mean, what's interesting to me is that you know, when it comes to all kinds of things that are tolerated in the broader population, like suicide, suicide is a huge yeah. problem yeah. everywhere, but. You know, it's not a vet's only problem, but Congress seems only to care when it happens to veterans. I mean, it's it's just extraordinary. I mean, uh, why do veterans get a, a, a national health system, which they're trying to kill, but the rest of of, of black Americans and 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 every American doesn't doesn't get a, a, a decent health care system? I mean, I think that the you know the issue of health equity. Um, I mean, the VA certainly. Uh, you know, is is embedded in a larger racist society and classist society. But I think that, you know, ironically, the VA is a sort of a safety net healthcare system, and you can't get into the VA if you're not sick 
and or poor. Uh, I mean, there's no other healthcare system that cherry picks the sickest, poorest, oldest people in the country. And so, you know, you have studies that have shown that that the people who depend on the VA, I mean, there's, you know, 9 million enrollees. There probably could be about 11 million and there's, you know, who are really eligible, but there are 9 million enrollees. And of those, 6 million depend on the VA for all their health care. And most of those 6 million are uh, African-American, people of color, women, um, and certainly low income, you know. Um, and I think that, uh, I mean, it's very interesting. People who are interested in this issue should look up in 2014, way before this issue became sort of, you know, the issue of the day, the American Journal of Public Health did a whole entire special issue on um, uh, on the VA as the only healthcare system in America that is interested in 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 health equity and racial disparities. It's a fascinating issue, um, and you have you know a a, a study that was done um, in in 2020, I believe it was 21 where they showed that deaths uh, among African-Americans due to COVID were far fewer. Uh, there weren't the kind of health care disparities in deaths, not hospitalizations, but deaths due to COVID-19 among uh, African-Americans and, and people of color yes. in the VA. And there was also another study. Um, you find it much probably more interesting, Damon, because you're a doctor and and. Um, we're not, but apparently there are actual, actually there are certain cardiac conditions um, where African-Americans do better than Caucasians in the VA if they have access to care, which they do, obviously, in the VA. I, I want to point out that any facility closures that they're contemplating under, um, you know, this new Air Commission uh, or any reductions in benefits um, that, you know, the Republicans are clamoring for um, would hit um, African-American, people of color, LGBTQ, you know, vets um, much more than, you know, upper income white people. Yeah, that's, you know, it's really, really interesting because uh, when you, when you were saying that, I was thinking about, you know, many of these people who are making these uh, rules or these laws never served. Um, you have very, very few in there. Um, I, you know, particularly, I, you know, I like, you know, Adam Kissinger because he, he actually served and he, you know, really stick, stick, you know, is trying to stick up for veterans' benefits. And we have, you know, so, you know, other people who are, you know, uh, you know, very supportive of veterans. But in, in general, for people to actually downplay uh, the benefits for veterans after they've served. And here we go. We're looking at another war potentially starting overseas oh with the Ukraine. Uh, we're looking at, you know, uh, China threatening Taiwan. And you're going to need service members. And how can you ask people to serve if you can't take care of them? Well, and, and I, I would respectfully beg to differ, I mean, with <laughs> the idea that the problem is um, that you don't have enough people who served. I mean, Jasper and my mm -hmm. husband Steve Early and I are coming out with a book in August mm -hmm. about veterans, and we look at the so-called service candidates, and their record is terrible um, on the VA. I mean, the fact, you know, the fact that you've served, I mean, there's lots of people in Congress um, who have been in the military and vote, 
you know, against uh, veterans. And, um, I mean, the, the, this new book that, that was um, just launched, which is an attack uh, it's a, a guy who's now the commissioner of Department of Veteran Services in Virginia, and he's a vet. He's a he's a combat wounded vet, and he's attacking the idea of giving benefits to veterans. Um, you know who who he claims. You know unless you've got um, unless you've got what he considers sort of a static condition like an amputation. If you have PTSD, MST, all kinds of other problems, you somehow don't deserve benefits. So I don't think that the solution is to get more veterans in Congress. I think it's to get, I mean, you know, it's to get the right kinds of veterans in Congress or the right kind of people in Congress. (laughs) The right kind of people, I mean, I have to tell you that having talked to vets, sometimes I think maybe you don't want vets to make policy around vets because I have never seen a group of people who are so unsympathetic with each other. I mean, I talked to a Vietnam vet one time who said, you know, I don't know, I don't, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to sit around in in some waiting room with all these Vietnam wannabes. And this guy was in Force Recon. He's a lovely man. He's in Force Mm -hmm. Recon. But he, he, he thinks that my friend who used to live across the street from me when I lived in Massachusetts, who, who was never quote unquote in combat, I, he, he flew the C, whatever they were, C-130. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he Uh flew those supply planes into the combat zone with the supplies and took out the dead and the wounded. Mm -hmm. And this guy has been sitting in a locked room since he came back from Vietnam. Yes. unable to function and according to you know his comrade in arms right who's yes. supposed to have his back he didn't a real he's not a real vietnam vet because he didn't you know go out into the jungles with two other guys yes you so can't do I, that <laughs> you know and, and, and anyone who wore the uniform uh whether you wore it overseas or you wore it here in the united states and never left you know conus the continental u.s you were at risk of being targeted you know and 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 being threatened and, you well, know, and you served, you yeah, know, yeah, and you yeah, and, yeah. and and you know, you could get PTSD and muscular skeletal injuries and and drink contaminated water without, as you say, it never leaving the continental U.S. And I think that you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we have to have policy being made by people who have sympathy for the visible and, and invisible wounds. And and you know, it doesn't matter where you fought, where you served, if you didn't serve, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. there other ways of serving your country than going offshore and, and, and you know, volunteering to, to get killed. And so I think that, you know, this issue of equity is is something that it's 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 both structural and institutional and it's attitudinal. And, you know, I mean, I think the VA has, has certainly got a ways to go, um, but it, yes, it, yeah. it's... It's a system that it, I mean, you know, there's a, an office of health equity, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many health care, I mean, I don't think, you know, Sutter yes. or, or <laughs> you know, Humana or Tenet has offices of health equity, or if they do, it's kind of really how can we have more inequity? Oh, right. It's more how, how can we put better commercials out to get more people to sign up? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, how can so. we spend more money to, to give more unequal care? So, you know, I mean, um, mm. the VA is, is, you know, I mean, is, is a system that 
A, it's a system, right. you know. And it's, it's really important to point that out, that the people who are making these decisions about uh, the VA and the funding and all those things, it's a really a moral, ethical issue. Even if you were a veteran, you cannot use yourself as the reference point for all veterans. You, you know, you, yeah. you have to use um, your moral and ethical guides and your compass to make sure that you're taking care of the people we promise to take care of as a nation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, so. and I think that, um, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I think that ironically, you know, when I talk to my psychologist friends in the VA, mm-hmm. they say that those attitudes, you know, I'm better than him and he didn't serve and he can't understand, you know, that's almost a symptom of m- mental illness, not a, not a you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I once had a, con- a conversation with somebody in the Legion about, you know, other than honorable discharges, which is really a whole other yeah, way that <laughs> you have, that you embed inequities into the system, because as we know, particularly after Vietnam, African-American veterans got these horrible discharges right. um, yes. much more than, than, than non, you know, um, than white veterans. The counterparts, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and they're punished by not getting any access to health care, you know? Well, well we, we're running low on time, but, I, you know, I heard a ray of hope because, um, you know, I woke up with a little bit of depression this morning, but Jasper just infused me with a ray of hope because he said, it looks like some things are changing. So <laughs> maybe we can talk about some of the good things that are going on. <laughs> And <laughs> yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, Senator Elizabeth Warren um, led the charge to get a government accountability uh, office investigation into some of these issues, both around um, benefits, inequities and just around sort of cultural issues at some VA facilities um, that should be coming out soon. I mean, there's also been a lot of really fantastic advocacy by groups, including the Black Veterans Project and Minority Veterans of America, both of which emerged during the Trump administration. I mean, frankly, uh, for a long time, most of the advocacy has been run by groups like the American Legion, which frankly has a past of outright racism. Uh, There has never been a black leader of the Legion. Um, But these new groups are dynamic. They are uh, aggressive, and they're really pushing for change within the VA. And, and Joe Biden's VA Secretary, Dennis McDonough, um, has convened a task force with these people to deal with these issues. And mm. they're, you know, they're they're basically concocting a data-driven approach to assess the issue and then address it. And so hopefully um, there is some hope that some of these, uh, you know, improvements will be made shortly. And, um uh, you know, I mean, also just as the, the military diversifies, I mean, just like the, uh, the the general population, it'll be, you know, majority minority soon. That will lead, I think, to also just broader cultural change for the for the better in the military and inside VA. Right, right. And, and you know, you hit another point, too, that's really important is that um, there are, you know, things around uh, equity, equality and justice and all each of those have um, uh, you know, have a, you know, a certain meaning and that we have to make sure that we uh, understand the, the use of those terms as we're, you know, going and wading through this water. But I, you know, we're, we're running out of time. I, every time, you know, I get the two of you on, I feel like I need to have three hours because um, <laughs> you have so much information and knowledge. 
uh, and but you have given us a lot of light on this topic of uh, the disparities of um, black veterans care in the VA and health care. And I hear that real strong uh, voice of support for the VA system overall. It, uh, you know, it's our system, so we have to work with it and hopefully, you know, uh, make changes over time. Uh, the military led the nation in the way of integration as well. Uh, it, it did a lot of things that are... Um, you know, contrary to uh, public belief and all of that, is that it didn't really start in the public. It started in the military when we start talking about a lot of the issues that were forced into the uh, equation of equity, justice, and uh, equality. So uh, I, I, I want to thank you, American Heroes Group Roundtable with partner Veteran Healthcare Policy Institute, VHPI, uh, Suzanne Gordon, uh, the VHPI Senior po uh, Policy Analyst, and also Jasper Craven, the VHPI Interim Executive Director. You Both of you walk on water to me. I know it's not, uh, it's not Easter yet, but I think the two of you are great uh, and they're doing some great work for our veterans out there. Uh, Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you. Okay. Always. Okay, so stay with us. Stay with us. We're going to be back in one moment. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.